1: Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed and this is Merrick Larwood. Yes, yes, yes. Hello my friend. <laughs> oh no, where's Merrick gone? Who's this guy? I am a prince. Okay.
2: That's pretty racist you can't do you can't just do Nigerian accents now, can you? Oh, is that, oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty convincing, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. All right, I I'm just sort of trying to get these accents in in case someone listens and go... I think, well, we need um, uh, this uh, Nigerian prince. We don't need to see him, so we could just get him out to do the
1: dude do the off, off out of shot. You, you're this generation's Alec Guinness. Yeah. Um, have you seen uh, Lawrence of Arabia since... Uh, you know you were younger I've only
2: ever seen bits of it I've not watched it all the way through
1: it's, a, it's very odd on uh, on an HD conversion because you can see the makeup line around uh, Alec Guinness's jawline playing the Arabian yeah. guy it's very odd very odd um, yes it's not a Nigerian guy it's Marek well, uh um, listeners, and that's probably put off some new listeners. Who's probably here? a bit. I mean, they're probably confused. It's borderline, but um, I we, think... Yeah, harmless. I don't even know if
2: anyone... I mean, we, we've used the same people just downloading it, not even listening.
1: Who knows? Or a brand new 2,000 people every week after not, we turn off the others. Not even that many.
2: Don't tell them that. Okay, um, I went to cinema. Yeah? yeah? And I went to see... The Imitation Game.
1: The Imitation Game. Now, uh, this one has sort of passed me by, but it is Benedict Cumberbatch playing uh, Turin, right? Yes, it is... Uh, Alan Turin. So, Benedict
2: Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch <laughs> plays Alan Turin, who is the famous guy who built the uh, machine to crack... Uh, basically, set in the Second World War... To crack the Enigma. Yeah, everyone must know this story. No. The Enigma was a, the, co- the code that the Germans used for sending all the messages around... And it reset itself each day and they realised if they cracked this code they could potentially win the war. So uh, what happens is the um, the English secret agents, MI5, whatever it is, or army, you know where they are. MI5 army, yeah. MI5 army blokes. MFI. Uh, people from MFI and Q, <laughs> they get all the best mathematicians in to try and solve this problem. Yeah, uh, and including Benedict Cumberbatch, who who is well Alan Turing, who's yeah. pretty much an autistic. He's autistic in the film, right. um, genius. And he decides he's going to try and crack the code, by building machine. But because he's so intent, or well, because he's on his work, or he's autistic. He has problems with relationships with people. He's very direct, and he often says the wrong thing and rubs people up completely the wrong way. It sounds like an episode of The Big Bang Theory.
1: It's a bit like that, but (laughs) with a little bit more at stake. A little bit more, okay. Not the love of Penny at stake, but the, the outcome of the Second World War and also
2: there's uh, the question What his story is probably fascin- is a fascinating story it is and he was
1: later prosecuted for being homosexual I mean I, it's one of the greatest shames on uh, the, the British nation that the ma- a man who did so much for Britain during the Second World War was chemically castrated for being homosexual after the Second World War uh, it, it's absolutely disgusting and he still hasn't, been pardoned he, hasn't has he? been pardoned he has been pardoned I think it was two or three years ago he was pardoned Yes. and because of this story I In mean, fact,
2: you could do so much uh, potentially change the course of world history through one, invent, through one invention, yes. and yet it, because of the secret service and uh, being a, it was a, it was not released. The information wasn't released for like fifty years. It was only came out in, in two thousand and three, yes. two thousand and four. It was top secret for however long.
1: Um, so he just did, he just had a sort of a non life after that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Is is it an interesting story? Because I've read some reviews of it. Um, some which are um, a bit scathing, actually. I thought it was really good. This.
2: I thought it was really good. I thought the story was interesting. Ben Cumberbatch is a great actor. I mean, he plays sort of these weird It's not. It's a bit of a departure from uh, his sort of Sherlock sort of characters that he's been doing of late, where he's a bit more. Even though he's playing some more autistic, so he's a, he's a fascinating person to watch. Keira Knightley,
1: his friend, is his oh, friend. I forgot you know, she was in it. Uh, The the thing I've read in the review Mm -hmm. is that they imply that for a brief period he does actually um, uh, put the security of their operations at risk because of his relationships with men. And apparently, that is absolute lies. No,
2: it's not. That's not it. That's not it
1: at all. That's what the Guardian focused on. But, no, um, it's, I, I, whilst he's in a dilemma about it, you know, it's potentially he doesn't report something or something, and apparently, that's just an absolute sort of blot on the true man's character. No, there's
2: a, there's a sort of subplot I can't really reveal about giving spoilers away, but I don't think his uh, his, his homosexuality comes into it in another in another context like someone finding out about it and it was a crime in those days right um, Keira Knightley I mean I just think she's awful I don't understand why she's become this sort of the, the go to star in so many films I find her so cold it must be
1: something just, to do with how Americans see her and how that because she's more popular with Americans than with the British but and how that sort of uh, how that fits with their image of what British people are like I think it must be something she to do with that
2: just speaks like this it doesn't, need, doesn't yeah. it seem sincere at all no it seems no seems like talking like this
1: but you know how the, when there's a language barrier or an accent barrier you can think someone's a better actor than they are do you know what I mean I mean you might as well just
2: draw a face on a, a, per, a per perfectly symmetrical face on a back of a pack of cornflakes <laughs> and then just stick a radio four to the back of it
1: you play that yeah, I'm, I, I don't I don't I, to, I, I don't I don't really enjoy her stuff I liked her in Atonement I thought everyone in that was very good and that suited her perfectly that part um, I sort of I think she's sort of tolerable in Pirates of the Caribbean but apart from that I, I, she sort of puts me off
2: yeah, I mean I, I think uh, apart from her picking up I really enjoyed this film. It's not it's never gonna be an action film, it's more it, I think they could have delved more into the story and the homosexuality and they didn't do enough of that. That was fascinating. Okay. And and the aftermath of his life in the nineteen fifties and how he was treated by the police. That that wasn't really it was more about the code breaking, the sort of Kieran Knightley sort of friendship stroke someone some coming to terms of the homosexuality. It didn't really um it pulled its punches in places, I think. Okay. I, I, it's a, it's a film that makes you think. That's a fascinating story. It's an incredible story. That's what comes across first and foremost. Is that it, it, the story is so fundamentally interesting? You almost can't make a bad f- film about it because yeah, you're yeah. intrigued with the character. Ben, comes back, plays him really well. After this, it's one of those films you want you want to go and research Alan Turing on the internet, and you want to read his. You know the proper biography of him to find out what he was actually like, how factual
1: accurate it is. Well, that's. I, that, that's you, what I, I think I think that's what I think biopics should do. I yes. mean, it, as close to them as possible, but sometimes closer to the spirit of them than the absolute real events, because a film has to have a good story, and lives aren't always a great story. So if it diverts in some regards, I'm fine with that, because no one should go to the cinema. To have a history lesson, well, you should get you should be inspired by the the spirit of the man to go and find out facts and read about yourself. That's exactly that's the way around. I refer this should to Mister
2: Turner because I think Mister Turner was almost too much a uh, reflection of his life. Yes, where it was overlong and you didn't have the sort of drama of the film. This, this somehow, you are yeah. given poetic license. I,
1: to, I think I think the truth is a poor excuse for a bad story. Um, that's, that's a good know. quote.
2: I. Mean, as, as so often you
1: do, David, you put a, my ramblings into one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah, well, OK, wh- how many marricks would you give the Eight. imitation? Eight. marricks, OK. Good film, then. It's a good film. It's not spectacular, but you just go
2: away thinking, oh, I really enjoyed that. That was good. Apart from Keira Knightley, that was good. I like the... It's uh, uh, nice to see all the British actors in there, like Mark Strong and some other people in there. yes. Uh, the same faces, pretty much. But uh, I did enjoy it. Go and watch it. All right. Well, we're heading... I, I get a distinct feeling now. It's, you we're get a distinct feeling?
1: Distinct feeling. Oh, distinct. I thought you said you get the stink feeling. I get distinct feeling.
2: Uh, Mark Bell wrote uh, at Film Fandango, I went to see the Imitation game last night. I enjoyed it. One of the better films I've seen this year. And I think that pretty much sums up how you feel about it. Okay. I think it's one of the better films. We're going We're going into that period before Christmas where all the good films start coming out. What's coming out? I don't know what it is, but it's normally it's, Os- it's normally <laughs> Oscar season, isn't it? Now is
1: it before Christmas? I always yeah, forget it when December. it is. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's uh, right. All the good ones come out. They save them up. Birdman looks really interesting. Oh, I'm looking
1: forward to Birdman. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I can't wait for that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. That's the that's the one. That's the only one I've seen a trailer of and gone. Oh yeah, I'm definitely seeing that. Yeah, <laughs> that looks awesome. I'm really like Michael Keaton though, and I also love it when really good actors have been ignored for a while and so gotten really pissed off and interesting and then someone gives them a film to vent and show all of that like, I, I... he was always
2: quite a weird star though he was a weird sort of yeah, Batman he was. choice really odd because he did Beetlejuice and he played other characters and he became this sort of superhero mainstream person for a while which was never really Well, well he, was
1: the, he was the muse in, uh, for Tim Burton during his best films and then as soon as tim burton tried to replicate edward scissorhands and got johnny depp on everything he's made crap mm. uh, it's really interesting um yeah no michael keaton i think is i think he's fantastic really good like he is a he's a comic actor actually who can just bring something strange to um a straight role
2: he did the batman double punch one of the best punches in the
1: uh, the double punch i don't remember the he double punch <laughs> I can't. I oh, here, yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Basically, he over punches, the shoulder, double punch. Two
2: punches behind him, yeah. Plack. Two faces behind you. Anyway, so what I forward to, I don't think I've. I, Imitation, I think someone wrote in an email in the in previous week, in last week when Danielle yeah. came in. Yes. About films that are difficult to describe. I think maybe I haven't described this film very well. Well, it's about Alan
1: Turing trying to uh, crack the Enigma machine, isn't it? Alan? Yeah,
2: you just come away thinking that was quite good. And there's not really much I can say about that apart from Q and being rubbish.
1: Is it better than U 571, the story of the Americans in their submarine uh, trying to steal the Enigma device, uh, in which they imply that John Bon Jovi actually uh, won the war uh, rather than British science? I watched that so long ago. It's not as good as Das Boot if you're going to watch a Submarine Das Boot is phenomenal. Watch Das Boot. Yeah. Uh, don't watch U 571. Battlestar Galactica is basically Das Boot in space.
2: There you go. Um, anyway. Owes a lot
1: to it. Um, um, we should do. Uh, uh, it's the time for the middle section. everyone really that's loves a, this section. It's everyone's favourite section where we read out your letters, uh, listeners. If you uh, would like to uh, email in for next week or uh, subsequent weeks, then please do. DearFilmFandango at gmail.com. Or we'll even read things that you put on Facebook. If they're particularly interesting, go to facebook.com forward slash filmfandango. Or if it's a particularly good tweet, at Film Fandango is our Twitter handle, as they call it. Um, yeah, uh, so well, not many
2: people like writing because you haven't got main letters again. No,
1: so if you've been sitting on your hands, bloody get off them and type something. Um, it is, this short is one. an email from Anne Coletta, friend of the show Anne Coletta, and she says, well, "What what accent do you want, Anne Coletta?" In? There, I think does she
2: new york is all new york
1: is albany way albany way bloody out there upstate new york that's that's very i've been there and i've i've no idea how they speak in upstate new york oh so it'll be uh, it'll be american um uh dear buddy david americ i heard your cries for help i mean your request for emails but i've just been too busy to harass you Anyway, the accent is upstate New York, which David should be able to nail. Go, David. I don't know if I am or not. Alright, down to business. The theme for the upcoming summer reading program at the library is Every Hero Has a Story. So hit me with your best hero films, not superheroes. Appropriate for young children. Go, best Anne. Hero films, not superhero films. Appropriate for young children? Young children. Well I watched recently I watched
2: uh platoon. <laughs> yeah,
1: lots of heroes in there. Yes lots the Vietnam
2: heroes. thing uh with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, William Dafoe, who's uh, famously—I was not spoiled—he gets shot. He's in. He's shot on the on the front cover. Yeah, isn't he? um, he's one. He's
1: Doctor Cox from Scrubs is in it, isn't he?
2: Yes, he is. Yeah, well, he's looking very young. Yeah, John C. McGinley. Um, but I think he's a good hero for those for the kids.
1: <laughs> for the kids, war, yeah, the a good kids. war hero. Hero films for kids who not aren't superhero super, films. I mean, yeah, but I mean, we just have to think of anything from the seventies, when the only superhero film was Superman. Right, I mean that was the only one back then. Non superhero films, the films without superheroes. Yeah, exactly. Um, what well, Indiana Jones got to be the best hero of all time? Yeah, right. I think he's up there. Yeah, because he combines a disdain for the cultures of other nations <laughs> <laughs> with um, a love of Christ, and I, I like that about him. I'm, do- I'm looking up. Oh, here we go. The Karate Kid. Good. Good. Mr Miyagi, maybe. Who's the hero in that? Yeah. I'd go for Mr Miyagi. He's a good uh, role model, isn't he? Yeah. He's he's good at uh, avoiding conflicts, but then if a conflict is inevitable, winning that conflict.
2: Uh, you have to go for um, police heroes. Police officers, don't you, I suppose? Police officers. So
1: uh, Mahoney, Jones, Hightower, the whole gang. Not that lot. <laughs> no? Um, the guy from his Life is, life is Beautiful... Main guy in that—that's not really a super. Oh, for is it? kids, yeah, I wouldn't show kids "Life is Beautiful." That'd be hot, heart- horrible. They need to learn. What about Charlie Chaplin in Modern Times? I think kids would get behind that, right? Or Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, I mean, is really, he every you say every hero has a story. Every story has a hero. I would also say so. Pretty much any story is a story of heroism. There we go. Done. Because they have to overcome adversity, and therefore, there is something heroic in that very act. So, uh, any film, that's that's our recommendation. Any, to, any film. Yeah, just
2: get a DVD out, whack
1: it on, and then you'll be absolutely fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, thank you for your email. Um, that address, again, if you would like to send something in, is dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. We also do all of this for free. So if uh, you would like to donate towards our running costs because you're a regular listener, then please go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there. And everyone who has, thank you very much. Uh, You are the best. What is this? Mac Interesting is posted
2: on our Facebook page. Film Fandango Facebook. You can go (laughs) on. That's right,
1: Film Fandango Facebook. I don't know what Um, it is. uh, This is from Mac Interesting. Um, Hi, just watched the film Coherence from 2013. I can't remember if it's been mentioned on the show. I don't believe it has. But as a, I rarely ever seem to watch films you haven't, on the off chance I have, I recommend this. Sci-fi in the kind of what-if type uh, world rather than space, etc. Low budget, semi-improvised, but done well enough that you don't find it too baggy around the edges once the story gets going. I'd suggest not reading too much about it, but even if you have heard what it's about as i as i had before watching i think it still stands up not seen primer but think this has some of the bits of the of that david enjoyed but without being quite so impenetrable other people seen it liked it question mark so that's Coherence from 2013. Might try and track that down. Like a bit of a what-if sci-fi. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. Very interesting. If you have recommendations of films you don't think people have seen, then do get in touch with us. Um, is that the letters or do you have another one? That's it, because no-one's writing in. All right. Okay. Well, um, I saw a film this week also in the cinema. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I did. I saw the comedy sequel... Always a great genre, comedy sequels, always successful. But Horrible Bosses 2. Why? Why? Because it was free. Um, How come it was free? A friend of mine had a, uh, disability. Has a disability and fell down in the screen and I had to help him up for two hours. So, no, um, uh, uh, he had a script press screening spare ticket. So I went along oh. to that. Now, they don't seem to have much confidence in it because they didn't provide free booze. They only provided bottled water and popcorn. Maybe it was so funny you didn't need to get drunk. Maybe, maybe. Um, Horrible Boss is one. Did you watch that? I did, I've seen that. Um, I stopped watching because I thought it was of shit. I did not like Number One at all. I did not like it. I found it sort of uh, base and obvious and a bit nasty and not very fun to watch. They in like, they the in it more it than, the, than the actual people watching it. That's true, that's true. Um... The guys in it is a trio because for, for some reason you don't do comedy double acts in films anymore. Ever since The Hangover, it would seem. Or maybe uh, Three Amigos. It's now about three guys. Okay. Um, but it's uh, Jason Bateman from uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, Jason Sudeikis, who I've no idea where he's from, I think he's from SNL. He's an SNL regular, yeah. and uh, Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Sure to
2: call him Pharaoh, he's in the first one.
1: He, him, spoilers. He gets shot in the first one, so he's not in this one. Oh. But um, Jennifer Aniston uh, is back, and um, Kevin Spacey is back, but in a sort of cameo capacity. He seems to have filmed all of his scenes in one hour because they're all from one camera angle and in the bloopers reel you can see he's got a script on the uh on the uh, table wow. in front of him wow. so yeah he, but he's brilliant he's absolutely brilliant he just nails it but the villain of this one is Christ, uh, christoph woltz um who has recently been rumored he has been named as the villain in the next bond film and the rumors are he'll be blofeld which we totally called when we cast it Um, He's not really difficult He's not difficult He's everyone's favourite villain since Inglorious Bastards Um, And playing his son is Chris Pine Of Star Trek fame amongst other things Who is really really good in this He's excellent Um, I've not seen him and thought God he's great before You Mm -hmm. know he's good as Kirk But I don't Mm -hmm. like those films very much But um, he's great in this As I said, I didn't like the first one. This one is much the same. It's your traditional sequel thing, where in the first one, all three of them have jobs they hate and they hate their bosses, and so they decide to murder each other's bosses um, and uh, fail spectacularly. In this one, because the... Uh, at the beginning of it, because they all hated their bosses, they have gone into business for themselves. But then a bigger businessman screws them over.
2: Oh, no. So they
1: want to get their revenge by kidnapping his son um, uh, and ransoming him.
2: Why are the horrible bosses in it, then?
1: Uh, it, well, I don't know. It's just the name of the show, isn't it? But um, this one, I have to say, is so much better than the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed it well told story really fun some of the some of the humour is a bit obvious again like some set pieces where I'm just like yeah yeah I get it I get what you're doing it looks like they're wanking but um that sounds good it does, you'd like it you'd love that scene uh, in the shower but um they, they're they really good together and actually it's far more focused than the first one. The first one was like, hey, let's watch Colin Farrell doing comedy for a bit. That's never good. And hey, let's watch Jennifer Aniston doing some comedy for a bit playing a, a nymphomaniac. Yeah, mm. that's rubbish. Let's watch Ke- Kevin Spacey for it. That's good. Um, mm. And this one, there's one villain, one story. It's more about the three guys together rather than separating off. And so it's about their rapport and that's really fun.
2: Okay.
1: And Chris Pine is really funny and it is excellent really good um, so I enjoyed it and I, 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 it got me to thinking I can't think of the last time I thought a comedy sequel was better than the first one
2: I was thinking as you were, as you were talking David I was thinking well this will really come up in quite, when you get asked which sequels are better than the original this will be a new one
1: arguably although I don't know if I'd agree but Austin Powers 2 uh, is good it's very good but so is the first one Um but then in Ted's uh, I adventure. love Bogus Journey. That's the second, the second one's one. Bogus. The second one's better, isn't it? Uh, it's different. I I love the second one more than I love the first one. Yeah. But I lo- do like like them both. That's a high quality sequel, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, Ghostbusters Two is a high quality sequel, but not it doesn't excel the first one. The first one is a classic, absolutely. Um, but no, I mean it's an off maligned thing, like. Um, Sequels to comedies are usually duff. Police Academy too. I know they're not everyone's cup of tea. I love all of, all of the first four at least. Um, the second one is better than the first. Um, but then things like Anchorman, nope. Second one felt overindulgent and not very funny. Um, 20 what,
2: 22 Jump Street, nope. Not, not strong.
1: School. Hangover Two, nope. Um, it's it's a tricky thing to to return to the same characters and. Uh, n- give people what was funny about it without treading the same ground again I think it's like it's like um, sitting on a toilet that someone's just used yes but the only reason I think this one is better is because the first one wasn't very good <laughs> you know, okay, maybe okay. if Horrible Bosses was a classic comedy maybe this wouldn't have I succeeded I was surprised
2: when uh, I saw everyone pushing Horrible there's been quite a lot of big push on the bus yeah yeah well, lots of buses that's why I judge how big a film is by how many buses it's on
1: yeah one day we'll be on buses you As, know going yeah, to work issue, or going it to it the job centre
2: I, I want to say one day you won't have to get on the bus
1: <laughs> yeah why
2: you'll be too rich you too rich to get nowhere on to go nowhere to go on a ventilator in bed Disab- yeah severely disabled or crippled <laughs> yeah uh, or de- dead There's probably the three reasons I won't be on the bus <laughs> I mean, they're more likely than me being too rich to be on
1: a bus yeah hey you can always get on the bus you, you can always you can always connect with your fellow man um yeah but i would I would recommend if you know even if you enjoyed the first one I, this is a tighter comedy all round a good date film uh possibly there's a lot of sort of nymphomaniac talk of shitting on each other, and that's probably a bit awkward for a first date a good specialist date film yeah good a good niche <laughs> date film. Good to have it in your back pocket if you think she's she or he is that way inclined. If you've
2: met your potential partner yeah. on a specialist weight, uh, website for highly sexed people, uh, scat-loving people...
1: Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. It's got everything. It's got everything you need. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. There's, there's not much more to say than that. I'd be interested if other people did too. I'm trying to think of the name for the website for people...
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you could look name, it up you could call it
1: what for people who want to
2: frisky people who are into in, um... scat cat it's got to be frisky isn't it it's... cats are frisky what's another word for frisky <laughs> I don't know
1: randy yeah randy's ha-
2: randy's cat
1: scat you call
2: it randy's cat so it sounds quite innocent yeah and it actually means Randy's Randy cat, and he actually on the thing is a cat
1: yeah the brother's a cat with uh, with Randy Newman hugging it
2: yeah right. As everyone knows uh, you've been on Randy's cat
1: oh yeah you've got a friend in me
2: where'd you <laughs> meet your partner that's it's tagline you've got a friend in me no it's, it's um, it, the tagline is don't flush
1: don't flush ok um, uh, it te- you... or it takes two <laughs> If you... that's good <laughs> If, you've, if you if uh... you <laughs> no no we're not we're not doing that we're not giving that like we don't to want a thousand emails about scat a, a, a tagline for Randy's cat website
2: please send it in
1: yeah it takes two uh, then please send it in I don't want you to but fine miracle enjoy it um, dear at gmail.com um I think that's the end of this episode isn't it yes it. Bloody is. Well, we'll be back next week with more films. Hopefully, more of you will have written in or sent in your Mr. Turner pictures, which we still haven't received. Um, Keep watching the films. films. Bye.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.